Welcome back to Launch Your Private Podcast. Today, you're going to meet the virtuoso of online business strategy and systems, Jordan Gill. She is very passionate about redefining success and has helped many entrepreneurs prioritize rest without compromising revenue. Her secret? the VIP day business model. Now, Jordan isn't just about strategy. She's also very focused on fostering collaborations that truly resonate with people. And in this episode, she's going to reveal how one simple reel, a reel that she didn't have to dance in at all, it was B-roll. She sent people from one reel to a private podcast and brought in a whopping $48,733. She's going to share with you the numbers behind this super unique strategy and one that is also very easy to execute. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. So let's get started. Everybody, welcome to the very first case study episode. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that it's Jordan Gill. I mean, it has to be Jordan Gill. Why wouldn't it be Jordan Gill? She is going to reveal how many private podcasts she actually has on Hello Audio. Nora and I cannot wait to hear the number. We can't wait for you to hear it because you're going to your mind is going to be blown. So we will share that number for the first time in public today. But Jordan, we are so glad that you're here and you're decided to share all the ways that you're using private podcasts. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was a such an easy yes, because short answer, I use it for everything in my business. So get excited. <laughs> yeah, we were prepping for this right now. And we're like, what are we going to talk about? Because we probably should talk about 20 of them. But okay, let's <laughs> narrow it down. <laughs> exactly. So if you hear any other ideas in this episode, you might need to DM Jordan and see if you get more of the lowdown. Or we're going to have to do a whole series on her like a season. We'll, we'll figure out what happens. Yeah. I'm available. Cool. So let's <laughs> talk about when you first were like, oh, private podcasting for business. What made you go like, oh, I get this? Well, so I have a public podcast, System Save Me. I've had it since 2016. And my biggest frustration with having a public podcast was I don't know who's listening. So sometimes when you have a public podcast, you're like, hello. And you're just (laughs) talking and hoping that people like it, you know, and there's no interaction, there's no connection to it. And so then Lindsay, when you were like, okay, we're going to create this private podcast thing. And I'm like, "Mm, yes, say more. (laughs) Because the fact that you can get and gather their actual name and email address and connect with them and go deeper with the people that are listening. I just was like, this is fabulous because just naturally I'm not good with random people just buying my stuff, which is weird because I have obviously an internet company, but I like to know who's around. I like to be able to connect and make sure that I'm giving value and be resourceful. So Private podcasts for me were an absolute yes, because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to know who is listening. I can reach out to them and ask them what they thought of this episode or that episode. And it'd be great for like sales conversations, all that sort of stuff. So I was pretty much sold from jump. <laughs> Nora's yeah. like nodding ahead. She's like, yes. I, love it. <laughs> I, well, see. Now, I know Jordan is like the automation queen, right? I know you love your mm. systems. You love your processes and that's like near and dear to my heart, right? And so when Jordan <laughs> says something is easy to use and something is easy to integrate right. in your business, it carries a lot of weight. And that meant always a lot to us yeah. when you say that, because I know mm-hmm. you've done so much with so many tools and you mm-hmm. tried because I love that yeah. you have this experimental kind of mindset and you're 
willing to try things and you will very quickly discard things that don't work, which I love as well. And so for me to have Hello Audio be so integrated into your business, I think really makes us happy for a lot of reasons. One is because it works, right? And you're getting results and that always makes us happy. But the fact that it was easy and the queen of automations and the queen of systems, I feel like if you, you know, that really carried a lot of weight too. Oh, I appreciate that. I know. I always, I'm totally that person when I'm like engaging with other people who have something audio and you have to like go to a page and it's literally just like a list. I will email them and say, hi, like, I just would like for you to know that there's like another way that's better. better. Here you go. (laughs) So I'm over here helping the people out. So, so I have just this weird question. What was the first one you made? Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. The first one that I made was, oh, it was for my, it was for my program. It was for done in a day. But my second one was my team one, my team Mm -hmm. onboarding one. So I was going through major hiring at the time. And I don't like to repeat myself naturally as a systems person. So I'm like, here's everything that you need to know. And there's no excuse that you didn't read it because you can listen to it while you're driving or Mm -hmm. doing dishes or whatever the case is. And so it was like basically our like initial employee onboarding handbook, but in audio form. So they're hearing it from me. They're hearing our values. They're hearing why I have things set up the way that they do, which I think also like deepens the understanding versus just like, okay, they put this on a Word doc and totally. I'm having to read it, you know? Or something weird you have to log in and like you have to like, do all the other logins. It's just like one other place right. of like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. That says a lot, right? Like you have your course and then you go to team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good. I think we have a lot of people that use it for teams, but it's definitely not like one of the top use cases courses. Absolutely. So let's reveal yeah. to the people, how many podcasts do you actually have? How many have you created? <laughs> I don't know why I feel all of a sudden it's like so much. Right. Like, also, <laughs> I didn't I know, know. we were going to like do this to people. Right. I know. <laughs> uh, but okay. So I have created 54 private podcasts. Wow. A lot of podcasts. <laughs> a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Nora and I are going to go back and double check. I think she might have the most besides me. So I'd like to, <laughs> but I also host all the, we a while ago did individual podcasts for partners and we like literally, you know, we're speaking to them and their products and all that. Yeah. We recorded things for them. So I think I have like 30 or 40 of those, I think at some point okay. and our investors yeah. too. When I was, when I was raising oh. a pre-seed round, I did private ones for them individually. Yeah. Now what would have me beat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it, it adds up, but what's yeah. cool is like the way you can organize it and you can tag mm-hmm. them now, which I don't think when we first started, we had that, but now mm-hmm. you can, which is cool. So when you're a power user, like totally. then you can, you can stay organized. Don't you worry. Yay. Cool. Okay. So why don't you tell us maybe, so we talked about team and we <clears> talked <throat> about courses, like where other parts of your business are they? And then we can get into yeah. maybe some of the cool strategies that you've implemented in some of those results. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we've definitely used them in, again, a lot of ways. I think that voice is so powerful, right? And that's not to discount video or written or anything like that. But there's something about, again, I'm driving or I'm in the shower, or I'm whatever I'm doing. And like, I'm literally listening to your voice. There's a closeness mm-hmm. that you feel with the person on the other end of the microphone. So I just find that sort of intimacy has helped me in my business because again, like Nora said, I am like the systems person. So like how intimate can I really be, I guess, but <laughs> I've dabbled in VIP days. I've dabbled in different arenas. And for me, it just allows for 
the intimacy and the depth to happen quicker. Mm-hmm. So we have used it in a few different ways. Like we said, course, team, any of our virtual conferences, we have a private podcast that we create for all of the recordings there, obviously. And now people can purchase those. One off, I did a lead, a few different lead magnet free private podcast in a bunch of different areas. One was on building relationships. That one I literally recorded in my car when I was driving like four hours and visiting my grandmother and whatnot. And so that was cool because sometimes I'll do the not grittier podcast, but obviously like this is a nice mic and it's going to be clear. But when I do, uh, I call I call, textured is what I want to call them, but that's like not the word, but they have kind of sensory stuff involved. Mm-hmm. So that one, obviously you're hearing me drive, whatnot, who knows? There's probably honking. I don't even know. I mean, it was in the middle of Nebraska, so there's not a whole lot of people to honk, <laughs> but I had that one. And then I had a holiday break one, which I did for my students, which was just like, Hey, here's what I'm doing to like reflect on the year. And here's questions I'm asking myself. Mm-hmm. And if you want to ask yourself, and I did it actually on the beach, when my husband and I were celebrating our anniversary, he was off gallivanting. I don't know what he was doing, but I was at the beach and I was just, again, sharing and you could hear the waves crashing and all that stuff. And people really enjoyed that because it was, it felt very in the moment, which it was very in the moment. So I've done those ones. I've done specifically, I did one for testing reels, which I'm obsessed with. And that one was really cool because honed in on a niche of my audience that we just had really great success with VIP days. So I was like, well, why, why don't I just test and see if we can actually target online business managers for VIP days? So we did a very basic Instagram reel where I'm just walking in a park and it's like very lowly music. It's not even energetic at all. I use specific hashtags, right? I put the podcast together just from a couple of audio case studies that I had done previously in the year. So it wasn't even like I, extra produced. I added a welcome episode and I put the link on the actual reel and whatnot. And so that was really cool. And we can get into like the stats and data behind that. Recently I did a like mid-year marketing diary is what I called it. And so that was where I focus on doing 50 collabs a year to hit seven figures in revenue. And that's just a code that I've cracked. And so I was like, okay, well, I bet people will be interested to see how far I am, like which ones I've done, what's the data behind it, all of that. And so I recorded three three episodes prior to, and then I actually had it be a paid podcast where people could then join and ask questions from the data. And it's like my raw data, like it's my air table. It's a duplicate, right? So if people, if you mess with it, it's not going to mess with my whole life. But you get the duplicate version and you could play with it and be like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what she thought of that. Or, oh, I wonder if this breakthrough came through for her. Or I'm curious about this. It allowed again for that interaction to happen. So that's a reason when I did that was called 21 Collabs and Counting. So I was technically behind on my goal. So I thought that would be interesting to share. So yeah, there's a lot of ways that I've implemented it, obviously, and tried and tested and played around. And I wouldn't say that there's any that didn't work. Mm, Like every single one was whatever that purpose was, whether it was like people wanting to listen to recordings or people curious about my behind the scenes or a lead magnet, like it all actually worked toward the goal that I had for it. So that's pretty cool. 
and why obviously I have 54 of them. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. I love that. Totally. So, okay. So there's two, I think that we kind of want to dive in a little bit deeper, right? The reels one is really interesting just from a marketing perspective of a funnel with some clean data and some numbers that we can attribute. So why don't you walk us through that one? And maybe we can even link it in the show notes so people could go look yeah. at the reel. Um, totally. Yeah. Make- so yeah, that, that idea came because I saw, I want to say it was Amy Porterfield did a lead magnet private podcast And I was going into an event and I was like, hmm, I wonder again if I can create a private podcast that would make sense for a lead magnet for my event. Mm. So it was that time that she did, it was like a private podcast and then a challenge or a workshop. And then it was too, so the pricing was similar to mine. It was like free thing and then like a $49 workshop or something. So I was like, okay, mine is a free thing and then a $39 ticket, right? So I was like, let's play around. So I put together the reel, put together the podcast, like I said, with some content that I already had. And the strategicness behind it was I had the landing page for the actual private podcast, which I use FG Funnels for, and I love them. And literally, I even told Kathy this. I was like, one of those like templates that you created, I didn't even change the colors. I didn't even change the fonts. I didn't even... Like, I, it was like, lazy, lazy, lazy. Let's just get it out there. And it was one of my highest converting landing pages ever. It was like 90% conversion. Oh, interesting. And I I think that target, right? That's important. Exactly. The targeting, like all that stuff was super. I obviously rewrote the copy, but like they were not my colors at all. They were like lime green and red and randomness. And I was like, well, don't care. You hear that? Because you don't have to, have to be perfect. Right. All your stuff matching all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's fine. And especially because I knew that with the hashtags I was using with the reel and stuff like that, that there were going to be cold people. So they don't know. They don't mm-hmm. know who I am. They don't know what I'm about. And I didn't have any context on who I was. It's like, do you want the solution or not? Right. So put it out there. And I think I got like a hundred people to sign up on the first day. And I was like, what's happening? Like they signed up for the private podcast And then 17 people took the upsell or whatever. Like they did the discounted. I did like a 24 hours, like you get $10 off the ticket sort of thing. So that ended up being $29 instead of $39. And so that was cool. And again, that was where actually it was 96%. I'm looking at the numbers now. So we had a hundred people hit the page and 96 people signed up. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, this is dope. And then this is actually what uh, triggered my Facebook ad account to get shut down. But that's a whole nother story. So don't get too excited. (laughs) We don't talk about ads on this show. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) Just going to skip that entirely. And so that was really cool. And in total, it brought in 148 opt-ins as far as actual people signing up for the private podcast. The end landing page conversion was 72%. And so in total for, again, it reels back then lasted much shorter time. Now they last a little bit longer. So again, it was like pretty much 48 hours of excitement. And so 19 tickets were bought and whatnot. Some people even upgraded to the $87 VIP ticket. So there was just from that simple part of the funnel, it was $707 that I had made. So I was like, cool. Yay. And so, yeah. So I think the ticket conversion was 13%. Then, obviously, I had my actual 
like ticketed event. So that was done at a virtual conference. I sell a $6,000 program at six months and two people who came from that reel ended up buying. So people who were not on my email list previous, so I don't count those people, two people bought. So then that brought me $12,000 of revenue. So at this point, I've made $12,707 from this like 25. I would not tell people to copy exactly what I did. There's definitely some tweaks I would make knowing a lot more than I know now. But from a really boring basic reel, I made $12,707 within about 30 days of that reel going out into the world, right? Which was super, super dope. We ended up having some people who signed up for the private podcast who didn't by the initial 24-hour upgrade. I think there was 19 additional people who ended up buying the ticket at full price, $39 with a $97 upgrade. So that was an additional $1,032. Yay. And then from there, there's a lot of things that I've sold since then. And I just basically took that segment of 148 people and reviewed what else they had bought and added up all the numbers. So they bought things like some more small buy offers, whatnot, some like 297s, some like $2,000, $3,000 VIP tickets for my in-person event, all sorts of stuff. And so in total, the revenue that I've made from that uh, podcast, which it came out in August of 2022, and the at the time that I did this actual collection was in March, early March of 2023, I made $48,733. Wow. Dang. From one reel. One reel and one, one reel. private podcast. Three, wow. Yeah, three episodes that were already recorded somewhere else. Yeah. And a welcome like intro. I love it. What I love about it, and I'm just like, we need to do this right now and tell more people, <laughs> is like the reason why the landing page was so high, that conversion rate, is that yeah. traffic was like, oh, I'm an OBM. Right. And it, there's probably a lot of OBMs that are like, you know, no one talks to me. Like, here's, totally. here's like, right? And obviously you have a lot of systems peoples around you. So it's not just like OBMs, but just generally like that very specific messaging leads to higher conversions because it's like, I get what this is and I'm going to like see what's on the other side. And then the fact that like to your point, like what we were talking about earlier is that connection and intimacy um, Mm -hmm. can encourage people to spend more money with you as you wow them along your product suite. You just have so many opportunities for that. I also love that. Jordan is not shy about just like clearly whipping something up and being like, I'm going to sell this. Like, why not? And I I think that's a reminder to all of us. We should just be selling more stuff and like, and like making more offers for people that can help them because you just give more opportunity to help them. I think that's always a plus. I think a lot of us like hang on to, I don't know, whatever, at least speaking for myself, different stories about like, I'm supposed to have one offer and they're all supposed to connect and whatever. And Jordan has thrown that away. (laughs) And I love that. I think that there's a lot of lessons in that too. Yeah, there are. Yeah. I think that, well, and again, I do believe that there's merit in both business models, right? Like, and so it's like looking at what got me to seven figures mm. was selling one thing over and over and yeah. over and over and over and over and over again, hitting people over the head with it. But I think that now there is opportunity to yeah, play people and experiment. Yeah. And there's more proven folks who have done it a different way, right? And I think that it's breaking that mold of what has been typical and what's been taught and how we are just passing it down, um, which is really exciting. So I'm all here for the experimentation. 
Love that. Totally. I'm curious. So you probably are reaching people that have never heard about private podcasts, have no idea what it is, right? No, you've definitely, with your public podcast, you definitely understand. You have an audience that knows what a public podcast is, but there's probably some people that just didn't know. We get this question a lot at Hello Mm -hmm. Audio. Like, how do I talk Mm -hmm. about this? My Mm -hmm. audience might not Mm -hmm. know what a private podcast is. So I'm curious how you talk about it, how your audience responds to it. And once they get it, kind of what their reaction is about it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And how I speak about everything in my business, I'm always like, I love to connect, talk to me in the DMs, talk to me here, talk to me there. And so when I brought up private podcast, it was like, I want to connect with you. If you're listening to the episode, I want to know if you're enjoying it. I want to know if you want me to go into more detail into things or what resonated with you. And I can't do that if it's public. Mm -hmm. And so I've been using and playing around more with the languaging of like secret podcasts because private podcasts, I don't think that it's confusing, but people don't quite understand. Like if you're not a podcaster, you don't really know how the podcasting stuff works. And so People like, well, podcast is a podcast. Like you just search and you find it and it's there. (laughs) And so, and for some reason, private just still felt like they could find it somewhere. And so using the language of like secret podcast, it was like, oh, okay. Like this isn't a public thing. This is something that I have to gain access to and whatnot. So I think that has helped in some ways. And I think to that, if people are like, well, why won't, why don't you just put it on Apple podcast or whatever else? Again, it's about the connection for me. It's about knowing what you're enjoying, what you're not enjoying and building that relationship versus who knows who's listening to my public. I have literally zero freaking clue, you know? And, and that again, makes people feel, I think better because they're like, Oh, like, all right. So you've, like wants to know who I am in a world where the internet doesn't care who you are and you are just a number and all of that. You're just a download. Right. So I think that people actually really appreciate that. So Mm. even some of that languaging, if you're like, okay, I don't know how to express this. It's again, a secret podcast where we're going to get to have conversations about the, the content and we get to again, explore together. And I think people, again, are just really drawn to that because it's not what is everywhere else. Everywhere else, it's like, and I'm an automation person. Mm. Okay. So let's not forget that. I love me some automation. I love to not be involved. There are certain things that I am, and I do love to be involved in. And that's the conversation and that's the dialogue and the connection, and the deeper conversations. And so it's like, okay, I'll automate the heck out of a bunch of stuff so that I can have the time to have these deeper conversations with the people that are in my community, you know? So I think that's a piece of it too, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's so funny. Just as you were saying this, I was like having an aha moment. It's like the you're reflecting back to them. I see you and people are like, oh, you see me on System right. Save Me. She has no idea unless I maybe tag her as I'm listening or something like that, which yeah, people yeah. do intentionally do to connect with, with hosts. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But there is something really cool about showing them like, oh, I see you and I want to see you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I like the... This just aha too. Been doing, been at this for three years. Private podcast is actually more about me getting to keep it private as the creator. Like it's private. Like no yeah. one can look at it. It's yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like secret is more about the other people, it, yeah. like, right? Like, like it's in I marketing. Like oh, it's a secret hack or whatever. Not to get into mm. the like secrets language and where that's going. But Which, but yeah, I know. <laughs> there I know. is something that it's more about them versus 
um, the person who's creating, which makes sense in the okay. podcasting world, like private podcasts. It's like, oh, you're a podcaster. You don't want anyone to see this one or you want only certain people to see it. Whereas if we flip it and think about the person listening and like how they see it, like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. tough. We've, we've struggled with this because of what you laid out. Like yeah. people have this understanding of what a podcast is, but they yeah. don't understand how RSS feeds work, nor do they really need exactly. to understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we are um, having yeah. aha moments three years into the game. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Do you have any fun stories about anything about a private podcast of someone who was listening and how they thought about the private podcast or result that they got from it or any story you can think of mm-hmm. feedback from having access to the podcast version of something? Yeah. So, I mean, my team podcast, again, oddly enough, is one that my team loved because each of them got to create an episode. And so you got to hear and be a part of it, you know? So I got really good feedback from team members on that. And then I would say the 21 collabs and counting one, that one has gotten really good feedback because they're like, again, when you, and I mean, you know, Lindsay, it's interactive and it's paid. Yeah. So we also didn't talk about this one. If you want to drop in a little bit more about Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that again, people, what's so interesting about marketing data or like the data people are willing to share, it's usually either in a list of here's my expenses and here's Mm. like how much money I made per course and stuff like that. Nobody shares how many Instagram posts they had to do to get that, mm-hmm. how many emails they sent to get that, how many, like nobody wants to share that because that would scare the poop out of everybody because <laughs> it's, a it's lot. marketing, right? <laughs> it's a lot. It's like, listen, I ain't got no skin in the game. You guys can see how much I'm doing in marketing. I have nothing to sell you that's related to this. And so I'm down to show you like, it's hard work. I put in hours to get the results that I get. And so if someone is selling you, you know, poop in a crock pot about put one thing on Instagram and make $500,000. I'm like, okay, I made $462,000 in six months. And I have several, like hundred over a hundred posts that I have made on Instagram, 200 emails that I have sent in my actual email marketing. This is not a drill. How many podcast episodes I record on my public podcast, all these private podcasts that I'm creating, like I need y'all to see what is up. And I'm not saying that I am the end all be all and that everybody's business model is the same as mine where everybody's doing all of these channels and doing all these posts. But I wanted there to be some understanding of like what it actually takes to market online. Mm -hmm. And so I gave, again, I gave the raw data. I show it's literally in an Airtable spreadsheet that comes along with the podcast. And you're able to hear my... Like, okay, this is how many Instagram reels actually brought us emails. So now we use many chat, which I'm obsessed with. Oh yeah. That makes my life so much easier. Where it's a tool, a chatbot tool that you can, if somebody comments on your post or sends you a keyword DM, they actually can join your email list, which is super great because I have 25,000 people on my Instagram. I do not have 25,000 people on my email list. Here we go. Let's like bring the people in. So for that 21 collabs and counting, I like to that. I didn't do it on purpose by any means, but like the fact that I didn't hit my goal of 25 collabs, I think also piques curiosity of like, Oh, she gets 50 collabs a year, but she's behind. Mm-hmm. What happened? Where's the breakdown? The breakdown was I got sick and four of my podcasts had to get moved. And I was open about that. But I think that why that one did well and why people were so intrigued, I think, I don't know, 50 people or something bought or whatnot and whatnot. And why I decided to do it 
again, as a private or secret podcast versus a public one or just putting it on my system, mm-hmm. save me one is again, I don't know who's really on my system, save me podcast. So it feels from a numbers perspective on my episodes, like knowing the kind of information they want to hear is different than some of the information that I want to share. And so it just didn't make sense for me to put it on my public podcast. It allows you to like segment a little bit. Like you're like, someone can raise their hand for this because I care about this. Someone else Mm -hmm. wants, you know, X, the air table Mm -hmm. breakdown of something that you have, like the template or whatever. And -hmm. I think that's what's cool from a perspective of, Nora always talks about this rapid asset Mm -hmm. creation where it's like you have something where you're like, I could create this really fast. I know you think about private podcasts in this way, Jordan, because it's like, oh, I have this like nugget that I want to share and eh, it's longer than an email. Eh, It doesn't need to be like a video, right? And so you're just like, oh, if I create this one-time thing, it's just... Again, another unique and different way to reach people. I know you have people that opt into everything you do, and that's cool. (laughs) But then you never know who's just waiting around and is like, oh, this is the thing that I need right now or whatever. And I think that private podcasts allow you to get it out fast. And it allows you to not overthink the like, where does this fit into my larger content game thing as it sits on my channel and like YouTube or as it like, you know, ends up in my newsletter or whatever. So totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think that... Like some of the questions that have been asked that, again, I did it through video ask, which is another tool that I'm obsessed with. Literally. But it was because I wanted the audio, right? So they spoke the question. And then for the episodes, we, I put their them saying their question and then added my response to it, which again is cool. That's fun. Kind of sensory. The questions were so fun. One of them was I shared... We put out an A-B test for our done-a-day self-study and we did where we had like a $500 coupon uh, that was available for 24 hours versus five days. And we wanted to see which one worked. The 24-hour funnel worked, which was not what I was expecting. And so I shared like behind the scenes and like, tell me more about this. Like share this data or share the like, what tools did you use for that? Like, how did you find that out? Right. And then someone asked an imposter syndrome question of when you're out here doing all these collaborations, do you ever feel like you're not worth speaking or whatever else? But do you ever get that uncomfortability in that way? And so I got to share my response to that. And so it was a cool mix, right? I knew there was going to be some tactical questions. I knew there was going to be some more soft questions. And that's truly what I wanted. You know, my, my number one string finders is significance. I do not like to make anything that people do not find valuable or that they don't find helpful or whatever the case is. It literally pains me. So this is a way that I can fuel that need of what is significant to you. I'll give you what I think is significant for three episodes and be very interesting. And then tell me the rest of what you want. And so I think that that was really fun and different. And people are just really intrigued in general, right? But people are curious beans, right? So the fact that they're able to ask the questions versus again, public podcast, I'm going to say it to you. And then I guess you could come DM me the question, but that doesn't happen that often. And so Mm -hmm. it's just very, very different. And so that's why I like my private podcast because it's about the connection. It's about the intimacy. It's about let's talk, let's have a relationship. And so, yeah, so I'll be excited. I'm planning to do then a second one at the end of the year that shares how many collabs that I've solidified and whatnot. So still on my road to 50. Stay tuned. Yeah, the road to 50. I love it. Cool. So if you're thinking about starting a private podcast as you're listening, what would you say to somebody who's like, 
I've heard about Hello Audio. I've been a listener. Like, oh, yes, I don't know yeah. where to start. Like, what advice would you give somebody who is thinking about starting a private podcast? Yes. So if they are very relational like me, like I would start actually with not like a marketing mid-year diary situation, but something to where you're creating a few episodes and then people can respond back to you. It could be paid or not. I don't think that necessarily matters, but getting your feet wet and trying to figure out what people want to hear from you. I think it's such a phenomenal way to to engage your community in that way. So I would say something similar to the 21 Collabs and Counting where you are creating a three, four episodes initially and then asking them to respond and give you more content and feedback. And that is a way to get your feet wet without having to create like a 10 episode mm. series or put your whole content course in there. Those are a lot of episodes. Those are a lot, yeah. That's a lot going on. So I like the taste and then giving people the opportunity to respond. So that way, again, you'll probably spark ideas then of like additional content or additional private podcasts that could be helpful from the questions that you get or from even looking at the data, obviously, of which episodes are the highest listens, right? And what's always interesting to me is usually the first episode is always the like highest one, but then I want to look at like the second and third highest mm -hmm. because people tend to bounce around sometimes. I've definitely found where it's like, oh, like this episode was like really stood out to people and because they somehow skipped all these ones and the titling or something mm -hmm. stood out to them. And so I need to create content around that. So it's definitely a way to build the intimacy, nurture, but also to even fill up your content calendar, honestly, which is great. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Cool. Yay. So we're going to end all of our shows This is because this is the first one with this question. <laughs> Just just giving people a little taste. Um, yes. If there was a private podcast with your life ramblings, what would it be called? And I love that this question is for you because I feel oh like you've gosh. already done it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Life ramblings. Wow. That would be wild. So I'd subscribe, Jordan. Totally. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. Oh, goodness. So, man, what would it be called? Holy cannoli. It, it would probably have to be something of like depth. Cause I'm not very good with shallow conversations. I'm not somebody who's like, Hey, how are you? The weather's nice. I'm like, did you see the Atlanta Braves one or what? Like, I'm not really good at that. I'm very good at in depth conversations, deep, like, what are we talking about? And so Jordan it, does depth. I, right. I don't know. Like deep in the sea with depth Jordan. Or Jordan. Like, I don't even know. Like, like, I don't know. I dive deep with Jordan or something. I don't know, but people would need to be prepared. <laughs> so we need it to be very like warning <laughs> if you want to talk about rainbows bubbles and things like swipe left is that what it is i don't even remember is anymore. it's a projector thing because that's how derek is too he hates small time like, hates yeah it. yeah I, I think it might be a projector thing because i'm just like listen like this is we don't have to do this we can just sit in silence yeah that's silence right. is nice there's nothing wrong with silence <laughs> Silence is wonderful, right? I hate feeling that stuff. And so it's really nice to go places with my husband, Marcus, because he loves to fill the silence and can talk to whoever about whatever. It doesn't matter. And so then I just get to sit in my silence and he gets to talk and it's such a winning combo. I'm going to name <laughs> your podcast Silence and Shenanigans because Shenanigans is my favorite word. So <laughs> that, 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 is, that, yes, that is it. That is 100% it. <laughs> I was like thinking of what it could go with shenanigans and it's like, eh, I Jordan know. shenanigans, boring. But then when you said silence, right. I was like, that's, that's it. it. Yes. 
violence Coming and shenanigans. She'll have it created by tomorrow, you know. But, right, exactly. Yeah, you know. <laughs> For real. What a fun question. Yay. Well, that's good. This is good. This is, you guys, yeah. now Nora and I are going to have to create our... I know. Yeah, you'll have to say yours too. I feel like we should create cover arts, like for Mm. each of the episodes. You could create the cover art of like Silence and Shenanigans with Jordan Gill, and like have AI create it. Cute. Look at Jordan doing marketing for us already. It's fine. fine. I can't stop it. P.S. It's now on the roadmap for Hello Audio to have episode level images because just so everyone Mm -hmm. knows, like Apple Podcast doesn't support it. So we're like. That's like a huge jump. Right. So people could put in all this extra effort and we're making these ep- ep- separate pictures. But, know. some, you know, when like, I think I it's supposed to go live. And so Hello Audio is working on that because nice. um, be I think that'll be cool. Because So then we could use it as marketing, but it could also be the right. actual yeah. image of the episode. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Love it. Any other ideas coming up? <laughs> no. Sometimes Nora and I forget to be like, because I think you are somebody who are like, how can I make this a podcast? <laughs> like with Literally everything though. in your business. And I have yeah. to sometimes step back and be like, wait, this should be this a should podcast be in our own company. Like pretty right. funny. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Cool. Well, we are so glad that you were here and you broke the cherry or whatever popped it or I don't know, shattered the glass. What do people Nora's do? Not okay with- what do we do? What do we do? I don't know. There's got to be something non-sexual that could mark that. Light a match, maybe. Like, the, like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. You are our first, and we are so glad you are first. I'm so uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me, y'all. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm getting myself back into the podcast game is what's happening. It's just a little bit of a, a little bit of a coming back in. Yes, indeed. I'm here for it. Well, thanks, Jordan, for hanging out. And we will include a bunch of cool stuff that Jordan's done. So maybe there's some links to podcasts that people can check out. So that's going to be cool about sharing on here is like we could share podcasts Mm -hmm. that people have created as long as they're not in their paid programs or whatever. So um, we will collect all of that from you. But yeah, thank you for going behind the scenes and sharing some real numbers, too. That was really good. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Jordan. And there you have it, audio heads. Another episode of Launch Your Private Podcast is in the books. I hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways. The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time.